Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. This is a weekly radio show on WPRK featuring a maker, artist, or professional who is doing something neat. This episode is brought to you by Guilt Tracker. Parenting. It seems so easy in the movies and pop culture. Turns out, it's awful. Will your kids realize what you did for them when they're old enough? Maybe. Do you want them to feel terrible about it now? Then you need Guilt Tracker. This messaging app sends an unblockable reminder to let your child or children know everything you do for them. The best part? Totally automated. Some examples. Drove you to school, 3.5 miles. Grocery shopping. Your favorite isn't on BOGO, but I'm getting it anyway. Working so we can keep the lights on. Good thing it's so satisfying. Guilt Tracker. When you want your kids to know how much you've sacrificed for them in real time. Brodka on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, with Varsavi, which I think means Warsaw. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm going to just leave it at that and, and keep moving forward because I don't know if any of the things I'm saying are correct. As per usual, and as per usual, you're listening to a certain degree, Monday morning from 7 to 9, every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m., every Monday, very special guest this week, no exception, Bobby Wesley, Danielle Ziss, Ziss, Zis, oh, I'm going to turn on your microphones. Hello, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Thanks for being here, guys. This is not that hard to say. I like this when you do it when the way Danielle says it. This, like you got to go up. Like you got to be. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, the exuberance like comes out in her own name. I love like it. it's an onomatopoeia. You get that mic a little bit closer. To your... Oh, I will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, is this better? Right. Yo, yeah, and I can hear you. Welcome. Better. Yeah. So basically, your last name is an onomatopoeia. Your last name. Bobby is often mistaken for Harry Potter characters. Yeah, often mistaken on paper for a Weasley. Um, I have yet to get paid commensurately, so I don't know who I need to talk to about. I assume there's someone here? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. It's a radio station after Wonderful. all, so yes. you could be, talk to all just about All media is the here. same media to me. That is true. That is true. Danielle and Bobby, you're here uh, talking today about yourselves, but also about the Orlando Story Club. Ooh. Okay, great. <laughs> Story time. Yeah, so we'll get into how you got involved with that, what it is that the Orlando Story Club does, and uh, how people can uh, go and appreciate that particular type of art, which is coming up on April 4th, I believe. That's the next show. True. Great. Wow, I got all my facts right. But first, we're going to get to know you a little bit better. I don't know you guys very well. We started uh, talking uh, over Facebook Kind of by accident, you responded to a joke that I made about uh, having the winners on, and I've had a winner on, or at least one of the top. Wait, that was a joke from. Well, it was <laughs> it was playful. Sorry, it wasn't a joke okay, necessarily. Okay. It was a, a playful response, and I'm not used to people responding to me on Facebook, Twitter. I'm Instagram, quite attentive. I didn't know uh, who you were at the time. Any other sort of social yeah, media. The, the, the point or of social media is to not life. engage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real life, they also, I find, don't respond either. So let's get to know you guys a little bit better. Maybe you guys get to know each other a little better. Your co-hosts mm. of Orlando Story Club. But <laughs> really, told. how well do you know each other? Are we going to play Truth or Dare? I think so. That's fine. No, by me. we're going to play uh, 20 questions. Oh, okay. But instead of saying yes or no, up or down, you're going to say loud or clear. Because what's better than being loud? You get more attention as the MCs, as the co-MCs of Orlando Story Club. You kind of have to sometimes be loud to get attention of the audience and things of that nature. So loud is good. Loud is if you're for something. Clear? <laughs> do we always need to be clear? Is clarity really always important? So, for example, if you're working and it's a beautiful day outside, if your window's clear, you can see that and you feel bad. 
Or if no, let's you say, feel good because it's pretty. But no, you're trapped indoors. You're trapped inside. No, your your mentality's wrong. You think, oh, look how beautiful and nice it is outside. I will be there soon. I think we're unclear. You can it. also yeah, crack the window <laughs> and get fresh air. Just uh, saying. We're very unclear on this. Danielle's very loud about her opinion on this, though. <laughs> yes. Which I like. I yes. think I'm just loud in general, so sorry. It's part of your charm. <laughs> uh, and if you're a peeping Tom, I mean, if you want to prevent peeping Tongs. What kind of show is want, this again? Like, you don't want a clear window. Uh, so let's just move on. We'll just ask the first question. Uh, springing forward, loud or clear? Loud. Uh, no, I'm I'm clear on that one because I still don't know how that works. Every year, twice a year. Twice a year. I'm reminded you, that I was... spring forward twice I, a year? No. no. Well, okay. Twice a year, these times change. You would be really and off. I now. believe me. And then I'm reminded that I was not a math major because I cannot figure out how one hour difference will dramatically affect my life. I'm still confused about it. I don't look at a watch anymore. No, but spring forward and let's just stay there. That's what yes. I'm loud about. Like, I'm like, yay, we sprung forward. Never let's go never back. Change never change again. Yeah. I like how you equate your not being able to tell what time it is during the day to a math problem. Well, it's I know it's, it's numbers math. related. It's very basic it's math. It's really not. It is more about <laughs> life and common sense. Oh, I I'm gonna announce, I'm I'm gonna look at these problems in terms of how they affect me directly. So yeah. Okay, in terms of math. Uh, by the way, I'm not keeping score while we're talking. Pen in hand. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, that is Danielle one. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Can't even handle math. Good. Uh, voicemail, loud or clear? I mean, I'm loud about the fact that you should not leave me one because it is 2018 and I'm not. I saw that you called. I saw that you called. Yeah, so you're just going to call me back? You, I'll either you're not going to listen to the voicemail first? I mean, honestly, like, I should probably know what it is that you wanted to begin with. More like, especially if you're like, it's a work environment thing. Like, I know the thing I owe you. I'll get it to you eventually. But if it's personal, if it's, if it's a friend, like... I don't know. Who's calling you anyway? Just yeah. I'm just so you're, me. So you're clear on that. on that. So you're clear. You're against voicemail. Yeah, oh, clear. that's right. I'm doing yeah. the game wrong again. Point for Danielle again. Yeah. Uh, not, sorry. Yet. No. not yet. Let's see what her answer is. No, here's also, the I'm not thing. Keeping score. I feel like loud and clear are just too far apart. So I may be in the middle, but I'll lean towards loud because I love saving voicemails from people that I like. So, like, when my grandma called me on my birthday, I save that and I email it to myself. And then, you know, when she's no longer here, I can listen to it. So, oh, I love voice. I, I have a whole folder in my Gmail that has about 300 so voicemails. 300 voicemails. You're just of people you're just waiting to die. <laughs> or, or people that I miss that I can't talk to. Like, if they're in another country and it's just time zone changes and whatever, then I can just listen to the voicemail. Hey, it's not that weird. Stop giving me looks. No, I, I actually like it because, um, you know, we all, every day I'm like, oh, I should write down, like, you know, the the, the ups and downs of your day, like some memories that I could sure. relate to later. But I've yet to take the initiative to actually do that. So I'm just going to start calling and leaving voicemails for you. And you can be my <laughs> audio diary after I probably die in some sort of James Dean fiery clash. I'm just early. saying, like, if something unexpected were to happen, and as a human who had that almost happen to myself, it's nice to have the actual voice of the person there. So, like, when my grandfather died, my aunt had had a voicemail by chance. It was, like, accidental. Yeah. And now it's the only thing she has that has his voice on it. And that's when I started doing this. That was, like, two or three years ago. That's yeah. really sweet. So, yeah. I don't know. I so like we're voicemails. Gonna, we're going to go ahead and publish Bobby's phone number so everyone can leave him voicemail. <laughs> that's right. In the world. <laughs> loud and clear. Loud or clear, sorry. Colonizing Mars. 
Oh, oh loud. Loud. Loud? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to go? Do you want to start the Mars Story Club? I don't want to start it. Oh, well, the Story Club, maybe. maybe. But I don't want to start. The first <laughs> stories, like, wait, there's going to be a lot of stories on Mars. They're not going to be concerned about, like, developing agriculture or, a, like, a, a water source or something like that. But, yeah, let's let's make sure that there's a, that there's five-minute story entertainment for everyone on Mars. Yeah. If I well, could live with that. Elon Musk, then it would just be story time all the time, yeah. and it would be wonderful. I don't know that I have the particular skill set that's going to be helpful on Mars unless you need like like basically like a canary in a mine shaft like yeah. I would probably be fine with that between that traveling bard that's all I've really got I don't know that that's probably day one job <laughs> yeah on Mars. day four day four then day four sign me up sure. okay I'll yeah. be in the back of the rocket I'll get off last <laughs> but yeah Colin I like we got to do like okay look whether or not obviously we're we're doing a pretty good job of destroying everything uh that that's lovely um currently so we're probably gonna need some place to live but more than that Let's do it because it's awesome. Why Why do we necessarily have to say, uh, have a, a justification for why we're doing things? Like, well, the dollars and cents don't really make sense on uh, sending people to Mars. Like, what's the ROI on that? I don't care, man. It's awesome. Going to the moon, awesome. I don't know, putting satellites in space, like sending Voyager out into the cosmos. All awesome, awesome things. Yeah. Let's do things because people are cool. Like, it's a cool thing that we can do. Let's do it, man. You know? The only thing I would uh, push back on is sending animals into space. Um, and the main reason for that is they get smarter about technology and they can use it against us. Well, we're building robots that are going to replace yeah. all of us anyway. No, so I'm good with Mars that. Mars colonization it's... is really going to be robots after we've destroyed ourselves. I'm and, more or threatened they've by destroyed pets. us. More pets? Uh, no, I'm more threatened by pets mm -hmm. taking over. So are you? So you're, so you're a cat guy and you know better. Like, yeah. Yeah, you've yeah, seen yeah. it happen. Yep. Smart homes, loud or clear. Mm. I got frowny face from one. <laughs> so, Daniel? Bobby's giving me the eye like, it's your turn to answer first. Uh, I don't know. Because I kind of like it and I kind of hate it. I, I don't know. I was, okay. Yeah, I don't know. So, do you have any smart home devices? Well, kind of, yes. But no, not very many. One or the other. No, like, I mean, well, I have an Alexa that can, like, you know, turn on my lights and, you know, sure. whatever. Um, but I don't. I don't think I want everything to be smart. I like it being simple. So you don't want your refrigerator telling you when you're out of food? No, I, I don't because okay. I eat and therefore I know. <laughs> so, so you yeah, go look know. in the fridge. Yeah, I don't want things that automated for me okay. because I think your brain stops working. Yeah, it's true. I'm, pre I'm pretty loud on it, though, because I think, I mean, most of the technology around us is just trying to make things simpler or more convenient for us anyway. Uh, so, you know, just inherent laziness aside, I don't know, I, I kind of like... A little bit more data driving my life, a little bit more feedback because, you know, I sleep terribly, for instance. I don't know. There's a whole lot of. Yeah, but you sleep terribly better. because of technology. Yeah, and, and, and a minor alcohol problem. But, like, <laughs> I, let, let's not point out all of my issues this but it's early. It's the technology in the, that's getting it's you the, the technology. Alcohol. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. Then we'll yeah. be re reordering the right, alcohol right, for right, you. Exactly. My, my, my apps that refill my, my liquor cabinet. No. Um, Bobby seems to be low on whiskey. I better order some. Yeah. It, oh, that's that's the technology, not Nick specifically speaking yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Bobby. I noticed you don't have a drink in hand. It's fine. What's wrong with your left hand? It's empty. But uh, no, I, I'm I'm pro. I'm I'm on board with some of the technology. I mean, all of it. I don't know. If it's, I'm if it's like adding benefit. loud with it continuing to be developed and advancements. I'm just not loud with it being all around me constantly in my home. Not an early adopter then. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm with you. Yeah, and I well, and I still like to go camping and like stare at the stars and <laughs> be in nature. And so maybe I'm just weird. Do you but, feel but. like Do you feel like your smart home somehow prevents you from doing that? I, Is it going to be I like think, locking the doors and go, 
No, Danielle, <clears throat> you can't go outside. No, I, I, metaphorically, I think it does lock doors. I think metaphorically, the more technology I'm exposed to and around and using on a regular basis, the less I crave interactions with actual people and with nature and away from the technology. I think it's very addicting. And not being able to use my cell phone for weeks on end recently was really refreshing and a lot less depressing. Oh, that explains why you didn't call me back. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on to uh, a type of technology, I guess, zombies. Oh, loud or Totally clear. loud. Who doesn't love zombies? A lot of people. A lot of people are very <laughs> fearful of them. I mean, if like zombies like on my entertainment devices or like at the door currently because... Well, uh, we are in a basement, so we have that advantage over everybody or else Or disadvantage right because we may not be able to escape from here. I don't know. Yeah, is there enough food? I don't think so. Well, yeah. we can eat CDs. You say basement. <laughs> I say death hole. Like, this is <laughs> the, the place of my demise. It would be a cool place to die. It's aesthetically yeah. pleasing. It's true. We, we got some great tunes around us, yeah. man. Like, we'll, we'll just we have windows, but they don't look outside, so right. we don't even know there's a zombie apocalypse <laughs> right. happening. So as but, far as we know. I had a support zombies magnet on my car from seven years ago. I really like that. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I, I'm, I'd be okay with the, this disappearing from our culture because I have these vivid dreams. Like my whole life I've been like a crazy, a cra like theatrical cinematic movies. And even before the zombie craze of the last decade hit, I would have nightly massive zombie attack escape i'm helping people get out of like industrial buildings sometimes Bobby's like the hero yeah, yeah. no so, but sometimes fighting things off with my with my bare hands or a uh, an improvised you weapon you had bare hands <laughs> well yeah i mean it, you, you you can the claws are more effective than my than my my nimble fingers That's a good but idea. yeah uh, but i had these like nightly and i only a couple of people i was like uh, i made some friends you know from like high school they're like i also dream of zombies every day what is wrong with us? And I haven't gotten the answer to that question, but I'm kind of all located at the same high school. Was it in Indiana? It was not in Indiana. Near a Department of Energy no, facility of some kind? No, uh, rural Georgia. But, you know, the Walking okay. Dead is, is, is recorded outside of Atlanta, yeah. so maybe we have that in common. So doing some experiments yeah. on high school kids. Yeah, Greg Nicotero, yeah. call me. Put me on the show. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, how about taking your phone in the bathroom, loud or clear? Loud. Loud. I mean, anyone in this room or listening or in this world that does not is, is not openly talking about the fact that they're bringing their phone into the bathroom, they're a liar. That's 100 percent happening. Like, no, uh, I mean, I think some people recognize that it's easier to do your business in the bathroom if you don't have a distraction of technology. That is an argument. But it's just that is an argument. Is, but yeah, it with may me. also yeah. be your quiet time. So <laughs> yeah. it may be the only time you can do both businesses. I, yeah. I have friends with jobs that are quite strict and they can't have their phone out. So toilet time is like the only time they get to use Tinder. So it's like, you know, that's what they gotta do. Squat and swipe, baby. <laughs> toilet yeah. time Tinder. It feels, it feels um, right. Man, anyone that connects with them has to feel nope. I I don't know. They're that, not that, gonna know. Nobody has to know. Well, yeah, so this is your private toilet system. time. Yeah. Uh, Danielle, you're, you're you're active on Tinder, aren't you? <laughs> I'm active on everything. Yeah, you are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Speaking of active, March Madness, loud or clear? Clear. Good. I'm like, I'm glad y'all enjoy it. Not my thing. Not my jam. Yeah, I'm I'm clearly I'm clear. I'm ambivalent. I'm I'm no I, yeah. okay. You're clear. I'm loud on it. I think it's great. 
sports can bring people together. It's exciting. Sure. Uh, you're seeing something live that might be might never have happened before. A, a number one seed just lost to a 16th seed. That happens Mar- like every year. No, that's no, never well, some kind of happen. upset yeah, but happens so, but, like so, that. But upsets are cool. Upset. David and Goliath, like that. You know, the, the live moments are what sports give us. So that's fine. I don't know anything about basketball though. So I will gladly sit at the bar and pay attention to the last two and a half minutes of a game. Sure. But I haven't filled out a bracket uh, since I was a temp in years ago. So like, I, because you had to. Because I had to. Because you're a temp. Yeah, but man, I came in second, and there were some angry people. Perfect. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's but, why you didn't get that job. Yeah, exactly. I liked March Madness when I was in college because it felt, I don't know, more exciting. Mm-hmm. I guess, and you were like, yeah, because you, all your friends were really into it. Sure. I wouldn't even know it was March Madness if somebody didn't say those words. Yeah, I think I relate, I relate personally better to winter madness. Winter, yeah, I, so I, when you're cabin feverish? Yes, I just, yeah. yeah, on an emotional level, that makes more sense to me. I must get out. It's 60 degrees outside. I can't leave. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, let's go back to technology for a second. Driverless cars, loud or clear? Well, if we're already using our phones on... For toilet time, mm-hmm. and you pass anyone on I four, and you look beside them, and you're horrified by the fact that they are driving at seventy five miles an hour while looking down for an extended amount of period. Look, I was very conscious of where I was. Okay, <laughs> you you were barely weaving it all, Nick. I you, was barely yeah, you, holding you, the wheel with you my were, knees. You were between the lanes. It's fine. <laughs> uh, no, I say, look, if if. If people are going to be using their technology and, and, and we're accepting that, like, distractions are part of our everyday experience now, then just put people in a pod. I was against it for the longest time. It's like, eh, I want a little bit more control over my, my transportation experience. But honestly, if you want to Netflix, Netflix and chill while you're in traffic, great. Let the machine drive you I, there. You may not be using that in context. I, I mean, I don't know what you do in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair I'm loud on it, personally. Driverless cars? Not that you were going to ask because you were ready to move on. No, I was coming right back to you. Yeah, no, I I am not going to be one of the first to have one. And I obviously there's still a lot of work to be done. But I think it from safety standpoint, like Bobby was talking about, is good. And also I as somebody who is very passionate about not driving drunk, I think, hey, this is another possible solution in the future Mm -hmm. for people to be safer. What do you feel like are the issues at hand before you can get into one? Like, what do they have to work out? Mm, well, the voice, the voice kind of, of all of it. It has to not car. be annoying. Like, it has to be something that feels really comfortable and safe. Obviously, so there needs to be a ton of testing, but also working out how do you work with people-driven cars and self-driving right. cars, right? How do they work together? So. I don't know that I have like a specific set of criteria. So you it's just want to be when I feel safe years. and yeah. I feel like this is a better option than me driving. But I'd also in the beginning would like it to be able to switch. Right. Like so I would have to be able to take control if I wanted it mm-hmm. for some reason. But I have a feeling that once we get to the point where it's safe and it's common, I'm never really going to want to drive again in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I, can see that. I, I just think it'll be really interesting. I mean, uh, from. The, it, it's another disruptive technology, though. We're going to get there eventually. I mean, there's the, the trucking industry, there's all these delivery, <clears throat> uh, you know, people that that's what they do for their livelihood. I don't know, you're going to put a, a there, there's a lot of folks that are driving 18 wheelers uh, that are now going to be, that's all going to be work. automated. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yet another thing. Like, uh, I mean, again, it's kind of creative destruction in a lot of ways. Like, it's, it's a progression forward. So I'm not saying that it's necessarily good or bad, but it's going to have some real world implications. I mean, the good for uh, an, an individual, yeah, we can 
you know, get down to Starbucks easier. Or yeah, if you're drunk or hungover, you can get home safer. That's wonderful. Uh, I-4 will be a little easier, hopefully. We know that sort of thing. But it'll be really interesting to see like kind of the the downstream effects too, because there's a lot of industries that rely on people to drive around. And, you know, those people might be replaced by cars that are you know, connected to the grid. You know, it'd be nice with the driverless trucks is maybe we could bring back like a higher tech hobo culture. Mm-hmm. I so Like they're that. just riding the rails of driverless trucks. Like maybe they're on top or they with, break in. And with with the, the decline of, of, of the train system in our country, like yeah. I, my, my childhood well, the dream. the decline of hobos. Yeah, my, my childhood dream of having. the last time you saw a hobo? No. Well, I agree. Well, yeah. they're, they're probably, I mean, they were traditionally on the rails. So, I mean, yeah. maybe you'd oh, see them every point. day. Yeah, but. Yeah, that, that dream is dying, too. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Cursive. The Loud. writing and not the uh, band. Loud. Loud. So schools are starting to teach it again. Did you guys learn to write in cursive? I didn't know they were school? starting to teach it again. I thought yeah. it was still like, no, we don't do cursive. I kind of no, no, no. They stopped. They're, yeah, they're <laughs> going back and forth on it. Okay. But like New York State was a big story a year or so ago. I think Florida and okay. certain areas are starting to teach it again. Yeah, okay. That's good to hear. I, I'm a fan. I think... I don't know. When I write, it's almost always half cursive. <laughs> it's like my own mix, and I like that. So, I don't know. Well, when I write, it's illegible. So, I don't know that any that particular training and style helped me at the end of the day. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm fine with it. You can write however you want to if you're actually... I mean, But you about know, teaching it to children. I mean, is it is it is it worth the time to teach it if people aren't going to be using it in the long term? I don't know. That's a, that's a question for someone, you know, with an education degree, I suppose. Well, but. Nick, in the no, article we're you were you. reading a year ago or whatever mm-hmm. you yes. were just mentioning, what was the reason for bringing it back? Oh, that I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Nostalgia, I think, was part of it. I think that it's a gateway drug into art in a way. Uh, because if you start learning uh, stylistically how to write or that there's different ways to write. I mean, how do you sign your name? Your... Are people writing their name and like... Uh... Oh, I just scribble. Well, no, I know. But if you don't learn cursive, how do you get to a scribble? That's kind how of... How often do you sign your name? Kind of often. Really? Yeah. A lot of people coming up to your door and asking you to sign stuff? No. Well, I mean, like, since we've I'm become out... the hosts of Orlando oh, Story yeah. Club, no, again, you saw the paparazzi out front this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, besides signatures. that, yeah, no, I do sign things. Like, you know, when I went snorkeling between the tectonic plates uh, in Iceland, you have to Hashtag sign your life brag. away. Yeah, travel yes, You have to right. sign your life away before you do it. And they, they're not... I don't know. They're not as technologically advanced. So you're signing it on a piece of paper. But anyway, the whole point is, you know, you sign your license, you sign things still. So I don't know. Yeah, you'll figure it out. I just, <laughs> I like cursive. I think, like you said, it's like an art form. I think it it creates your individual sense of self because it's your own style of writing. Yeah, the Florida legislature is going to hear that and be like, oh, great, cursive. That's art in schools. We can well, cut I mean, that entire program. What are yeah. they? But what are they teaching in place of it? Like how much time is it really saving them? Is it a... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't have children, so these are not things that I've paid too too much attention to. All I understand is, like, we keep changing how math works every couple of years. Yeah, and that's really a struggle, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all (laughs) clock-based. Yeah, so I cannot do it. That's my problem. (laughs) They went to the clock system, and I I lost it. All right, so uh, sad story this week. Wanted to see how you felt about it. Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. I was sad because I loved the song. I don't want to grow up. up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. 
There's a million toys. Shopping will still exist. No, but it's not the same because kids growing up watching television with commercials, which is like rare anyway, <laughs> will never yeah. see that commercial. But but outside of that, it's kind of like, well, okay, it's, it's time to go. A lot of retailers we grew up with are going to be packing or up and Or if they out. haven't already, yeah. No, yeah. No, Toys R Us, like the few instances where I could go per year, like I looked forward to that. That was destination. Like that was... I referred to it is when this, I was a little kid as my store okay, when I was I a kid. wanted to make sure this is when you were a little kid and not just recently. Sure. When I could go a couple of times a year. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been as an adult more than twice, and I've sure. been happy as a clam, my friend. Like, you, you, never learn, you never lose that excitement of seeing, what is it, Jeffrey the Giraffe, I believe. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I don't even have a memory of ever being in a Toys R Us. It's just the commercial just the that commercial. I loved. Yeah, yeah, your steady stream of commercialism as a child. You're I like, that's what I'm nostalgic for. Sell me something. My, but I am my, not able to make rational decisions. No, my dream is to sing commercial jingles, especially when I was little. So I don't care about the toys. I just want to sing and play with Jeffrey. So, yeah. <laughs> Frolic in a field. Uh, He's like running in a field of flowers. How wonderful is that? Oh, because is that? what is happier than a commercial? Like <laughs> that 30 seconds is the most happy 30 seconds. It's. Uh, of anybody's yeah. life. It's selling you a solution to all of, that's why, like, the you look at an Apple commercial, like, so I feel happy. more connected to my family watching this fake family on television. I'm like, oh, oh man, I man if I get that new, new iPad, it's really going to bring my mom and I closer together. Yeah, Publix commercials, forget it. I have to buy every salt and pepper shaker I see. <laughs> Cry for days. <laughs> I love you, salt and pepper shaker. How about sandwiches? Loud or clear? Oh, clear. Get that mess out of here. Well, it's just because you can't eat <laughs> like human food. Like you, there's no like whatever a normal person could eat, you are not yeah, able to digest it. So I have it. to be clear. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I hate sandwiches. I'm loud on sandwiches. So yeah. wait, wait, wait. I feel like so everybody's you, loud except people like me. So you have some food restrictions. Yes. Eating restrictions. Yes. Food but allergies. Do you hate sandwiches? Well, yeah, because now I can't have them, <laughs> and uh, so, so you resent them. I resent them. But also, they're kind of I, they're scary because. You know, like if you're traveling with someone and they're eating sandwiches all the time, their bread is everywhere and being celiac and allergic to gluten. It, like just the fact that it's flying like flour and dough are flying around in, in yeah. air. I'm getting sick. I, so are you eating with the Tasmanian devil or <laughs> like who are you eating with? Actually, yes. My last travel partner was basically like a gluten Tasmanian devil. There was like gluten in my sleeping bag, like oats and things. I was like, geez. So, yeah. And, and unfortunately, when you have an allergy to something like that, that's so common, you start to become like a paranoid weirdo and you're like, ah, don't get it near me. And it's it just ruins your life. So, huh. yeah, sandwiches are now like no bueno, super sad. Oh. Well, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, I So, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever had a job that you hated, um, but uh, I used to have my, my throwaway, my runaway from society, uh, you know, my dream was I was just going to. Sandwich artist? Yes. I wanted to, I was going to start. The, the sandwich shop, Bobby's got some good sandwiches. I recognize the grammar is bad, but I like the flow. So Bobby's got some good sandwiches. I just envisioned like, I was going to have a little small shop. And every day I was going to make sandwiches for people. And they'd be lovely sandwiches. They'd be perfectly put together because people need to eat something. People are busy throughout their day. If you could give them a, I can make this with my hands. I can give you a sandwich and you'll be full and happy from it. It just seemed when I was having just like a lousy job, probably in, in my temping years, I was like, man. I'd rather be making sandwiches today. So I have a little bit, I have a, bit, a little bit of a nostalgic love for this this career path I never Did took. You, okay, Is so this, you never made sandwiches for other people. No, I, well, I mean, I, 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 I make scale. them at home. I'll make a sandwich for my girlfriend when she's got to go on the, the road for the count. day. I mean, it's making a person a sandwich. She's happier for it. <laughs> so is this still your retirement job? 
or I'm, your, your... Th- that like either making sandwiches or like pressure washing. Like, have you ever had the satisfaction <laughs> of pressure washing? So just the zen. This, of, I'm, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like it's like a you, nine to five yoga for a zone to get in. I really, it, yeah. I'm looking for flow in my life, and maybe you that's get sandwiches. So wet pressure washing. Yeah, it's fine. It's a hot. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's a wet. It's a very hot state. I'll keep that in mind because my like the sides of my house kind of need some love. (laughs) You get the pressure washer. I I will be there to do that job. I used to work making sandwiches when I was in college. That was like my first job as like 18 year old Danielle. And I I take it you didn't enjoy it. Well, I didn't know I had celiac disease then, so I I I enjoyed eating them then. (laughs) But I don't know. I loved making them. There was never a love there. Actually, what I loved is I got to redo the whole menu and all the pricing because the business wasn't being very successful. And then they made like a significant increase in profits and they stayed open. So like that was exciting. But the sandwich making, eh, not so much. All I heard was I loved eating them. Did you hear that? That's a point for Bob. I I used to love eating them. Yeah. Let's go over to the beach. Loud or clear? Depends on the beach. Okay, the concept of the beach. Mm, I mean, I like the beach. Clear. I'm clear on beach. Wow. I haven't been to the beach in several... Anytime I do, I want to be... After about 45 minutes, you get there, you're like, oh, this is nice, it's warm, the sand feels good. And 45 minutes later, I'm like, all right, can we just get, like, a burger at that place behind us? I'll have a beer, and then we're going to get the heck out of here. Like, I, And I have sand in my shoes. Yeah, it's everywhere. I, I, I gladly, if we get the beach at, like... Eight in the morning, set up. Done by nine. Done by nine. <laughs> yeah, Chick-fil-A on the way home. I'm like back at my place by 1130. Like that's a, that's a fine beach day for me. I love the beach, so I'm loud, but I don't love it as much as I love the mountains or forests and certain other So aspects, not your first preference. It's not my first preference. Like I okay. miss living out west, and but everyone that I meet at west is like, oh, you live right by the beach. And I'm like, well, I live close to a beach. <laughs> you know, like. Eh. I'm sort of beach adjacent. I, yeah, like I don't, I, but I don't drive out there on a regular basis. So clearly I'm not super loud, but I think that the air by the ocean is always really nice. It seems fresher. Yeah. Salt water is good for you. Yeah, I will say my, my vitamin D deficiency probably says that I should be louder on beaches yeah. than I am. But hey. You, you can, can just, just lie outside. in your backyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, the sun is, is fair everywhere. That's, that's, There's an outside everywhere. That's adorable, Nick. I haven't been outside in six years. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're in a basement right now, and I'm very comfortable. Yeah. He, lives, he has a bubble for when he travels between buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, Wait, are you going to answer any of these questions? I feel like you should give some input. Why would I answer any of my questions? So people know if you're loud or clear. But I change the game every week. Yeah, which would mean you could answer different questions but I'm every always week. Here. So, look, it's not about me, you guys. Well, people want to get to know it's you. I want to get to know you. It's about Bobby. It's about Orlando Story Club. And it's about Cobbler, the dessert, not oh, I'm, the person. I'm loud on Cobbler. Loud I'm on cobbler. I don't even know if that's a question, but I want everyone to know. And I know you can't eat it, but <laughs> in general... Are you a dessert person? Do you like sweets? Um, yes. I used to not be, and somehow now I basically eat nothing but sweets and beef jerky, so yes. <laughs> I have sweets a personal of Reese's peanut butter cups right now. Yeah. I'm Danielle good is to go. perpetually, she is a, like a teenage teenager perpetually on like a family car trip. Yeah, that's basically what I am. <laughs> it's just really <Nice>. sad. <laughs> well, you're always prepared. 
Right? Zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm, stuck in a radio station. I'm on the go. I'm constantly ready to be like road trip. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm there. I'm ready. <laughs> I like how your go bag is just candy. Yeah, it's like, you know, like and beef jerky. Like, have, that's really yeah. important. You can't just eat candy because you'll start to feel kind of wonky. But if you eat beef jerky with the candy, it you're totally golden. Yeah, yeah the, you're like, oh, I got so- some nutrients. <laughs> the sodium and preservatives. You're like, no, I feel fine. I feel like I'll live forever. <laughs> or exactly. at least my body sure. will last. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure my body will be around for science way after I leave it. But yeah, no, that's really important. But what's funny is I'm kind of picky, so I won't just eat any sugar. I don't like the sweet jelly and suckery type things. Suckery, totally a word. Like yeah. suckers suckery and things. things. Yeah, yeah, but if it's like peanut butter and chocolate or like has nuts or something like more hearty, that's that's my jam. Yeah, so healthier desserts. I mean, yeah, if if you could call any dessert really I, healthy, I was but, being sarcastic. Sorry, yeah. I didn't come across oh. well on the radio. But it is kind of like healthy-ish, like they say, right? Like antioxidants in the dark chocolate, and then the nuts have protein and fiber, and so sure. yeah, it's like not that Whatever bad. Whatever it takes. And then in parentheses, sugar is poison. Like, Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is, totally. Hey, I, I could not be louder on desserts, though. Like, I literally, my sweet tooth, if you had a sleeve of Oreos right in front of me, I would eat every single one of them while making eye contact. Wouldn't even <laughs> say a word. Just keep eating them one by one. I'll eat, I'll eat, I'll eat cookies gone. until like my throat hurts and then oh, I'll keep I'm going. Kind of the same. I will push through because I'm committed to the cause. That's yeah. an eating disorder. That's like binge eating disorder. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like when you start to punish yourself with food and you just keep eating and eating and eating, even though you're not hungry and you've clearly had more than a few servings, oh, that's a punishment. I, yeah, no, I'm not punishing myself. I'm rewarding myself. Like <laughs> life is for the living and these cookies need eaten. These cookies uh, need to know, be in is, my belly. Yeah, that is punishing. Yeah. Uh, what you may, What I'd like to do is next time you have a dental appointment is get you that sleeve of Oreos right before. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, like, these, teeth are, the these are all wooden teeth. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't even go in anymore. Yeah. I lost them years ago. <laughs> Who has money for in- dental insurance? That's like a thing of the past. Sorry. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Hammers and chisels, <laughs> baby. That's um, I'll, that, yeah. That, yeah. I'll do no, it myself. It's all back alley orthodontics. Yeah. There's an yeah. app for that, I'm pretty sure. Back yeah. to technology. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Thank you guys for letting me get to know you a little bit better and hopefully getting to know each other. Do you feel like you know us better now? Oh, yeah. Were you expecting these answers? No. I don't come in with any preset expectations but, on my but guests. Now you know Lies. what snacks to provide for Danielle next time. Absolutely. She's, it yeah. is my birthday month, so snacks are welcome. Just gluten-free snacks. Gluten-free snacks yeah. and Got candy. It. And, and a lot of candy. No suckerlings, or what did you call it? <laughs> I don't know. Suckerlings? <laughs> if, if you find a suckerling in the world, do not buy it. Do not buy it's it. It's not. It's a trap. Suckerling sounds like such a good word. We should okay, name something gonna, a suckerling. All right. We'll name something suckerlings while everybody listens to the song by Marsha Griffiths. This is Baby, Oh Baby, on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Marsha Griffiths on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. That was Baby, Oh Baby, which is, I assume, how she wanted the emphasis on it. I think so. I mean, I can't ask uh, because I don't know her all that well. But, uh, yeah, my name is Nick. I do this every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m., and this is, to a certain degree, every week, very special guests. Bobby Wesley, Danielle Ziss are here. Good morning, guys. Morning. Thank you for being here. Hey there. I'm going to thank you every time because I really do appreciate you guys coming in. This is, you know, a big commitment, 7 to 9 in the morning, this early in the morning. Uh, 6.30 meetup time. Yeah. That's important to get in there. Well, let me put, yeah, let's put that out there. Thank you very much. Uh, But I know you're very passionate about what it is that you do in the Orlando area, amongst other things, Orlando Story Club. So Yeah, definitely. uh, Can we talk a little bit about how Orlando Story Club got started 
and what it is. And then we can go into how you guys got involved in it because you're just, you're volunteers, but you love emceeing. You've been doing the MC thing for Orlando Story Club since... For a year. For yeah. a year-ish, yeah. Yeah. So how did Orlando Story Club start? And what is it? Let's start there, actually. Dun, dun, dun. Well, Orlando Story Club, in basic terms, is a storytelling competition. But it's a low-key, not-so-serious storytelling competition, meaning the people who come and the audience usually enjoy it. There's no pressure. You can tell a story if you want. You can just sit in the audience if you want. There's drinking, socializing, takes place at the Abbey downtown. So it's a great, great venue. venue. Yeah. Beautiful venue. Oh, like full bar. Um, but basically, people put their name in a hat if they want to enter the competition, and then we randomly draw 10 names. So you don't really know if you're going to get to tell a story, so if you really want to, you might not get to, depending on how many people put their name in the hat. But the 10 that get drawn, they have five minutes to tell a story, and then the audience judges the top three, and they win prizes. Yeah, and every event we have, it has a different theme. That's fairly common for different story slams and things like that. Uh, but so we have a different theme every time, and so the theme can be, our next one is Make My Day. So... Whether it's the best thing, like uh, something someone did to brighten your spirits, or in the Dirty Harry style, like, go ahead, punk, make my day. So like, what, whatever vengeance. This, yeah, but whatever this, <laughs> so it's kind of whatever the story, however that speaks to you, whatever part of your life, a story, something that happened to you, an experience you had, a lesson learned, then you can bring that story. And, and some people, like Daniel said, we just throw names in a hat. So she and I don't know what's happening. The audience doesn't know what's about to happen. And so it's kind of exciting in that regard. But then you just hear voices from all different types of people, different walks of life, different points in life. And they might tell a story from their childhood or from a work experience or a family life or just something yeah, it's that funny that happened to them. Very much a live show. So anything yeah. goes. And we're very supportive and welcoming. We love first time storytellers. The audience is always super supportive of anyone that gets on stage. And it's usually a lot of fun. And we, we make the themes general on purpose. Like, really, you can tell a story about anything you want. There's always a way to make it tie in to make my day, right? Mm -hmm. Any story. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a personal story. It could be something that happened to someone else, but you're just relaying the story. So that's important, too. Yeah, we, we, these, are, these are mostly true stories. And I, I can, uh, that, that's definitely true. It's, it's true to the storyteller is what we say. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't yeah. do background checks. There's no fact checking. Uh, yeah, we know. don't have that kind of staffing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, what would right. help you don't have a lot of people coming up and talking about how they dated a certain celebrity or something sure. along those lines. But at the end of the day, like it's it's um you know this is community based storytelling. Yeah. Like you really you're you know I've, I I like story because I really feel like that's how we connect and we learn from each other as people. So it's. It's really rewarding to hear people that have had a totally different life experiences, but regardless of where they came from, you'll be surprised at how much you can connect to someone's life story or experience or this weird thing that happened to them once. You can kind of see yourselves in their shoes or you can learn from what they learned because, you know, you're, you're pulling a little life lessons from these things too. So as much as it's fun or sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're heartrending or, you know, they're, they're, these are, but these are real stories and you kind of learn yeah. something more about someone's life, but you, you learn a little bit about just kind of, I don't know, it's just, it's a, it's a nice collective experience. Yeah. And our audience usually ranges in age, which is really cool and, and ranges in where they come from in background. So it's quite diverse. And that's what I love. You might become friends with someone that you may have otherwise not met. Mm -hmm. And it just opens the door for understanding the Orlando community so much better. And I know for me personally, when I started attending Orlando Story Club just a couple years ago, I felt more connected to the city. And it's opened up doors for me to meet other people that work in the arts and, and work in community. And it's like, oh, man, Orlando is so much cooler than I realized. So oh, I love it for that. Oh, and I think that event, while you have uh, a lot of the events around town, which are all fantastic, Nerd Night and Pachaka Cha and those yeah. types of things. Sure. 
But those are more prepared. You know exactly who the speakers are going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those so. have a bit of planning. I mean, Nerd Night is still a little bit, like, live, yeah, right? Like, Ricardo oh, sure. doesn't sit down and, like, make sure that they're Yeah, <laughs> super Daniel planned, and I have but... both presented a few times at Nerd Night yeah, as Nerd well. Night. And, and you know, what I like about their event, yeah, they just they just, they just trust that you're going to bring whatever you're going to bring. Yeah. So that's fine. But it's yeah. curated in the sense that you know who the... Yeah. presenters are going to be yeah. and it's always limited to three and you know the titles and topics ahead of time so people can decide if they want to listen to that presentation or not based off of the topic but at story club you have absolutely no idea what you're going to get and none of us know until it happens yeah well and i like that too because then you're also rooting for the speaker right you want them to be successful up there especially if they're a first-time speaker so i think the opportunity to go up and be on stage as horrifying as that might be for somebody is that opportunity to do that to help you get over that fear and mm-hmm. to help you get in front of people and to help you network, as you said, yeah. Yeah. is pretty amazing. And But even with the our storytellers themselves, you know, we don't know what's about to happen. I mean, we have some regulars that you kind of know what their, their bent might be. But when it comes to what the stories are going to be, the presenters themselves, the storytellers, some of them are, are there are some pros that like go to storytelling competitions. Oh, so yeah. you know that they're going to be smooth and detail rich and all this. But then, but there are some, some of our best storytellers absolutely don't plan anything mm-hmm. and they just bring it just right off the cuff and, and they're just bringing heart. So it's really nice. You can see a whole lot of different styles. You can tell some people have prepared and they've got their patter down and they know when this joke is going to hit and it's, um, really well like ironed out but then some people are just bringing a story that they love to tell or something that was really meaningful for them or they they, walked in off the street they They were like what is this oh cool i'll I'll put my name in the hat yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then they blow us away with some amazing funny story yeah Yeah. so you never know what's going to happen but it's it's really cool to see different people's approaches to it too yeah and bobby and i's role as hosts is really just to keep things moving and keep it fun and light we don't have anything to do with the judging of the the contestants if that's what we'll call them um so we randomly pick three judges out of the audience and then they score one through 10 and the highest score at the end of the night wins. Yep. Um, and then, you know, they get something from a, a local uh, store or restaurant, like a gift card or something mm-hmm. similar, something yeah. handmade here in Orlando. We try to keep it all very community based. Yeah, so it's, it's nice to, you know, it, the the winning, the judging part is kind of arbitrary. It's, it it kind of keeps the show rolling and it, it's fun to have winners. Let's face it. Like, it's, it, you know, we it's like kinda, to win. Yeah, we, yeah. Everybody likes to win something. Um, but but it's really more about, you know, it's, it's about the, sh- the stories that you hear at the yeah. end of the day. It's about connecting and sharing. And also for some people, it's about building that skill set of being comfortable getting on a stage or mm-hmm. talking to right. a large audience. So some people really use it as a way to feel more comfortable and different aspects of life. Mm-hmm. So that's cool too. Yeah. yeah, but the show started, I mean, you might know better than I do even. You were attending before I did. Mm-hmm. It was started by Robin Cowie, who's a local producer. He works for EA Games right now on some cool projects. Wonderful, awesome guy. He's most famously known for producing the Blair Witch Project, which was like the highest grossing independent horror and film back a, in its time. That's a movie? That is a movie. Okay, got it. Yes, it's a good movie. You well, should check I, it out. Yeah. I understand it's found footage, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, uh, there's a lot of truth in that movie, but... It's about someone named Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah. Blair, Blair Witch. Blair. Pleasure. Pleasure. Um, so he started it, and, and I think, and correct me if I misspeak, but I think he had a love for the moth mm-hmm. and similar storytelling type competitions, and he wanted to bring that to Orlando. He noticed that there was a gap in storytelling um, for community-based storytelling, and so he started it, and it was like in coffee shops, you know, I think like East End Market maybe yeah, in various they, places. For the first couple of years, Stardust, yeah, they maybe. did. Yeah, they did East End, Stardust, like the Maitland Civic Center thing, like, uh, the Timaqua, or the, so we yeah. bounced all around to different places, um, and 
Um, yeah, so it was just very grassroots for the first couple of years. And then about a year and a half ago, uh, Rob got a, developed a relationship with the Downtown Arts District. So Barbara Hartley and Hani Hogan are really great down there. So they, they kind of helped us find our nestled home at the Abbey. Yeah. So that partnership's been great. Um, but yeah, and, and so then we, we, you know, we found a, finally found a, a full home. But yeah, it's been rolling for, kind of what, what, about three and a half years. There was a small hiatus in the middle, but, but yeah. yeah, the last three, four I mean, years. I mean, I think I went two years ago as just Robin had come to a nerd night, actually, and Ricardo had talked about Orlando Story Club, and Robin shared a story, and it was hilarious. Like, I was sitting in my seat, I think at the Geek Easy, and I was, like, rolling almost on the floor. Like, he was so funny, and it was a short, like, three-minute story, and I was like, okay, I gotta go check out Orlando Story Club. Mm -hmm. This guy is amazing. And then I went to the show and put my name in the hat to tell a story, and so that's how my love for Orlando Story Club started. And then maybe a year later, they asked me to guest host because Robin wasn't able to make it, and then I never stopped from then I, I asked Bobby to join me because clearly I need somebody else on stage. Nobody, she needs a big dumb animal. So. Nobody, nobody wants to just listen and look at me. <laughs> so I was like, Bobby, come do this with me. And then we've never stopped. Like we've just continued doing it since then. Um, so now it's like our, our thing. Yeah. And Danielle's story is a great one of like, I, she heard about it. She went, she threw her name in the hat right out of the gate and just became a mainstay. Um, mine was like the, the nervous guy that wants to get into it, but doesn't know. Cause I, I found it, I found out about it somehow. I missed the first one, but I think I went to the second or third one ever. It was up in Maitland somewhere and I went and there was this, this packed crowd full of all these different people. And I, I wrote a, we, we do one-liners throughout. We can talk about those later, but like, so I put a little one-liner in, but I wanted to throw my name in the hat, but I wasn't sure. Wanted to throw my name in the hat. And so at intermission, <laughs> I almost did. This is the story I wasn't of sure. Bobby. If oh, anyone's yeah. listening, this is Bobby yes, to a T. Yeah, yeah this, 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 this tentative uh, wanting to do a thing. But Has it, to think through it. It's going to be perfect. Yeah, and then it's, it's always all the ramifications. Well, look, it's, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah, am I really good enough yet? Yeah. And he's always good enough. What's the worst case scenario? Yeah, exactly. But no, but so I went to that one didn't throw my name in the hat, heard these amazing stories, all these really talented and charming and oftentimes very funny. And so I went, you know, it was monthly at the time. And I I think I went, you know, every other one. And I I went for probably a year and a half or almost two years before I finally threw my name in the hat. And once I did, you know, every month I was trying to come up with a new story, write something out, sketch it out, or just have bullet points in my head. But yeah, I really, we really fell in love with it. So it was, it was really, really a fun community and nice room to be in. Yeah. And now Bobby's like a staple to it. It's like, yeah. He's just part of the show. Yeah. Woven into the fabric of Orlando Story Club. Well, let's talk about one-liners because you mentioned them. Oh, so we should probably tell people yeah, what they are. One-liners are about that. They're one of my favorite parts of it because, you know, we have 10 storytellers that speak on the theme, but we got a whole room full of people that have stories as well but may not want to get on stage. So we also, during the event, we ask people to provide one-liners. And these stories are just, there. we give you an index card, you put it out, it's an anonymous little story, and we throw those into a hat as well. So throughout the night, as Danielle and I are kind of riffing on the event and having a good time, we are pulling those out and sharing some of those too. So sometimes those stories are all over the place too. It's a funny thing that happened in traffic or it's, you know, like a, a really, like a, a, a really heartfelt thing that happened to you. But, you know, people are sharing all these little quick stories and it's kind of fun. We, we get to hear more voices throughout the night. Yeah. And it, it changes the show completely. Like each card's different, but it can be as short as one word or as long as a few sentences. And we don't know what they say until we get up there and read them. So we might be like in the middle and it'll just be something completely crazy and ridiculous and we have no choice but to continue reading it like we started it right and somehow i don't know what it is i always get the weird ones or the risque ones yes. or so i have there's yeah. a lot of risque one-liners and people they, like to talk about sex if they're writing a short story are somehow always the ones that i pull too yeah. yeah and you know it's anonymous so yeah it yeah. is anonymous so people can write whatever they want yeah and like sometimes people write things that are like sad and like clearly they're like their mind went into like a, a place uh and, and so we share that and then sometimes it's really happy or inspiring so it's really like a roller coaster of emotion told through short stories 
Short, short, short stories. Short, short, one-sentence stories. Yeah, yeah, we call them one-liners, you know, because they're short. <laughs> so you not only collect those at the event itself, sometimes you're at the uh, third Thursday? Yeah, City Orlando Arts Factory. Yeah. So downtown... Um, uh, like the third Thursday down at the uh, so we we will often work the art hop uh, that happens yeah. uh, down there. Yeah, um, but, but specifically so, at City Arts Factory. But at City Arts Factory, downtown yeah, Arts District is who supports Orlando Story Club. Yeah. They're like the the main. Yeah, so we like to go and hang out with those good folks, and uh, as people are coming through to check out some you know amazing local art, uh, we'll we have a little we have a story wall in the back where people can see our theme and write a little card and put it up on the wall, and you really, again, you get an outpouring of, of cool community stories, so, it, you know, you can check it out if the art is, the, the art, excuse me, the story wall is up right now, so you can check it out at City Arts Factory uh, currently, put your story up, and hey, we might even pull a few of those and, and read them up on stage uh, April 4th. Yeah, so it's the same thing, we just have note cards, they can fill out their short story, we tape them on the wall, and people can look at them when they're in the gallery, then we'll take them down. April 4th and mix them into the cards that we get at the live show. And then who knows what will be read. It's like all random. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. And the next event, April 4th, April 4th. April 4th at the Abbey. At the Abbey. People can uh, buy tickets ahead of time. Yeah, they can. So we have a link on the Facebook event. So our Facebook is just slash Orlando Story Club. And there's a link right in the event for each event we're having this year where you can purchase tickets. We also have a website, orlandostoryclub.com. True. Uh, which you can also buy there. But it's really easy to just buy at the door. It's only $5 to come to the show. 100% of that is given to a different charity. So we select one each time. And uh, so you can just pay $5 cash. We also take cards. So there's a lot of options to pay when you walk in. So last time was Zebra Coalition. Who's the charity for this next event on April 4th? Is it Summer of Dreams? I don't know. I think it's Summer of Dreams, maybe. I don't know. We have we have a lot of uh, good community friends around That's the uh, around Orlando. So we always try to support somebody different and bring them in. And, and what's fun is we uh, will always invite our, our charity of choice to come up and share their story, too. So it lets our, our audience get to know them a little bit better and, and understand kind of the great things that they do in our community. So we get to hear from them as well. Yeah, I, it is Summer of Dreams. Great. I just wanted to make sure I was yeah, right. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And what I loved about what you did at the, the format of it is that you had the charity come up, but then also Ricardo came up to talk about Nerd Night to introduce people who may not have heard of that. Uh, the Indie Comedy Fest mm-hmm. uh, was you know, able to come up to talk a little bit about that. So you're trying to introduce people to other aspects of performances or local things that are happening that they may not know about. Yeah, we love Orlando at the end of the day. And we do this, you know, because we like to share stories, but also we like to contribute to the kind of the are the, the, the sharing across this community and the the arts that are here and, and all the really interesting voices and, and all the different events that are going on. So, yeah, we like to share, spread the love around as much as we can. Yeah, I mean, the whole point is about connection, right? So that's a big part of it. And we love Orlando. So our theme for the last show was This is Orlando. So, of course, everything with that show was about what else is amazing about this city that we call home. Yeah. And we got a lot of really cool This is Orlando stories. And we always post those. Uh, we you know filter them through between events. So that's on our Facebook page as well. You can always kind of see some of the live links to those stories if you want to check out past storytellers. Yeah, I guess we should tell if people are listening and want to come. We do videotape all of the storytellers and then they can have that video as like a thank you for performing mm-hmm. in the show, right? So yeah, it's it pretty cool. Yeah, 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 to get video, cool. you can see yourself performing and it's kind of special. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Well, let's leave it at that. We're already at the end of the first hour. And so we'll come back with some more about Orlando Story Club, some more about Bobby and Danielle's bad business ideas, 
There's going to be a pop quiz because obviously yes. I have been scoring you guys. And so <laughs> I love I pop to, quizzes. Winners well, and losers, man. So here's the thing. I have to figure out which one of you is my favorite. <laughs> I think we, we all know. We all know. We, we, well, one of us has a bubbly personality. Look, we'll see. I have candy in my purse. Oh, How many yeah. times do I have to look, say this? Yeah. That's like it's an instant win. the scientific rules that I have oh. in terms of picking my favorite. <laughs> so Nick, let's hear as ever, so complicated. <laughs> uh, yes. So Simple X is the name of the song, appropriately enough, from Andrew Bird from his album Armchair Apocrypha. Ap- uh, that's the one. So we'll play that right here on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Okay, go on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. This too shall pass. Is that how you would think it would be said? I, maybe not. No, oh. maybe not. I think a little stronger, like this too shall pass. I always just sing it like the song. Just let <laughs> go. This too shall pass. It takes forever, man. It just. That was my favorite part of a whole show right there. That I was like amazing. How, I mean, we harmonized like instantly. Actually, yeah. you did. And you guys had like a little look over the microphones at each other. Yeah, yeah we could so only endearing. do it. It was only a quick glance. Because we'll, we'll, I was going to well up. We'll never do it again, though. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I no, have no, to yeah. say, now that we're back on air, you have great taste in music, Nick. Thanks. This is wonderful. Can, I've loved every song you've played. Four, I mean, you four for four right now. You should you should like work at some like hip college radio station. Like You seem like the sort of guy. You really should do that. I'll look, I'll look into, into that. Uh, you also may not like the next song because it introduces uh, w- one of my favorite segments of the show, but uh, obviously Bad Business Ideas oh. is coming up next. So let's play that song. Bad Business Ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on and Yes, bad business ideas striking a happy medium between insanity and cruel reality since 2015. <laughs> I'm who does your song? I love that. Uh, Fiverr. Okay, that's Fiverr. That, that cost five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Five dollars. So, if you uh, want to look into a theme song, I know you were talking about earlier. Yeah, about, I'm gonna get my ukulele and just yeah. start no, playing. No, no, no. Like wanting to do jingles. Yeah, yeah that, that is not. That's like, not a joke. I on like any... that the show is like support local artists, starving artists. Five dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> support starving well, artists. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. I'm sure he was a starving artist. Yeah. A and B. Like all I had was five dollars, and it. I'm not going to ask a local musician to do it I, for hey, five dollars. You or just for free. heard me sing, so you know I have no business helping yep. you with this endeavor. So, uh, before we get to your ideas, you're going to have two ideas to choose from uh, that are very timely. I feel like because we have a lot of space coming available with Toys R Us closing down, so we're going to talk about two ideas that will fill that space. Not only the physical space, but in our hearts. But before we get there, uh, South by Southwest, big music, culture, all sorts of things, festival, interactive mm-hmm. festival. Self-promotion, right? Yeah, yeah, very big on that. Uh, there were some, also some incredible products on display there. Now, you know I'm a fan of 3D printing. So there was a 3D printed house uh, concept that they're doing. It's $6,500. Oh. No, 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 I'm sorry. 650 square feet, $4,000 for this house. Amazing. Uh, there were uh, uh, VR treadmills. There were 
Ooh, uh, I'll do virtual a lot reality of robots. <laughs> Bobby is excited about if walking now. Exercise. Yes. Not outside, mind you. No, he still yeah. wants it on a treadmill. Damn his vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> uh, but one standout there was this system uh, called Lun- Lunavity. And that's from a company called Dentsu. Basically, it looks like a giant drone that you wear as a backpack. So it's attached to you from the shoulders. It's over your head. And it helps you jump higher and farther. Now, this is not a question I usually ask on bad business ideas, but why? Yeah, that's what problem is, what daily problem is this really solving? Wait, yeah. is this just for entertainment purposes only? Well, like, so, hey, I wanted to be a frog when I was a kid. So here's the reasons I thought of that potentially you would want something like this. Okay, so you can jump higher, you can jump farther. So maybe you're in the hair implant business and you want to see who might be a viable uh, customer for you. You don't want to just say, hand out leaflets to everyone, potentially insulting people, like Bobby here, who has a w- wonderfully thick head of hair. It is luxurious. I've ran my hands through it Audio on occasion. It looks great. Uh, I'm doing it right now. I'm running my hands through his hair right now. Okay. Oh, that's your beard. <laughs> Even better. Uh, so that might be one area. Uh, if you want to recreate Super Mario Brothers or other side-scrolling video games, mm. you know, you need to jump. You need to do those sorts of things. Frogger. Uh, what I like, here's an idea, and I wanted to get your take on it. Uh, tree trimming, fruit gathering, but mix it with like an exercise regimen. So forget Zumba. How about Puma? So you're literally like you could even wear a cat suit and jump into the trees, do whatever you need to do up there and then jump out. I think that would be popular. I, yeah. I think if you fit the word artisanal in there, then you're golden. Then people will pay you to pick fruit. Yeah. Wait, but once you jump, you don't stay suspended for any longer. It is like just for a moment. I mean, it's not an anti-gravity machine. <laughs> well, you don't fall Yet. at the normal speed. There's okay. still all these motors spinning. Hey. and That like would be that out. would be a poor design. Yeah. We'll get you higher and then drop you like a like stone. A stone. <laughs> but I mean, like, they're not able to hover up there. This is not like... You a, can't go up for very long. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool, Makes though, it if it does, useful. if it pushes you down faster, even... Like the motors reverse. Like so it's it's a, doom ride it's universe. like a body slam machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now here's the thing: uh, jumping for joy, I can't do. I have bad knees, bad back. You're an unhappy person. I'm no, and I still you don't want to put this heels. thing on, hmm. right? But I want a jumping for joy surrogate. I want somebody to show how excited I am for somebody. Like if I'm at a graduation or something like that, <laughs> then I pay surrogate. this person to wear this thing to jump for joy. On my behalf. And express human emotion. I like it. Yeah. That's a thing that I, I should be able to do. <laughs> what? Express human emotion. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just putting it out there. I, Bobby and Danielle, may I call you Bobby and Danielle? Like as a singular thing? Or, Bobby or, and Danielle? I mean, as long, yeah, like she's Danielle, though. I just want to be clear. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> Toys R Us is closing down almost, if not all of its stores in the U.S. What do you do with all that real, retail space? Mm. Um, I mean, like giant bounce houses. I mean, I feel like those are all over the place. Are going to make it another toy? No, like, I want to make it another. Instead of many toys, yes, we will make it one, one toy. big toy. No, I don't want it to be retail. I want it to be like rent-a-friend. Rent-a-friend? So there would be quite a bit of logistics to make this happen, but you could have like a rotation of different people who come in and then you can rent them for the hour or whatever. And it's like a way to further connect and to meet new people and... It's like renting a book from the library, except you're renting a friend. What I like about this is this is actually a former bad business idea. It's called squ- squads and ends. So what you do is you come in and you figure out what type of person you need to fill out your squad. 
Oh, that's rad. Yeah. So I'm, you do I'm a, a fan test. of that bad business idea. Yeah, okay. I don't think it's bad. Okay. I think well, it's we'll good. We'll come back to that. We need things to force us to connect to people because like we talked about earlier, we're all attached to technology. Yeah. So you're just going to Taylor Swift like uh, off from an app standpoint or yeah. something. Just get your, your, your whole squad built out. Exactly. All right. All right. Man, so that's one option. So let's go back. Huge. I'll offer you squads and ends as one of your options. Okay. Because the person who was uh, here for squads and ends didn't really care for that. Uh, so that's one way we can reuse the Toys R Us retail space. Another way, and a way that makes it a little more personal and very, very specific to one person, is we. it's a new concept retail space that serves only one customer per day per location. For that customer, we analyze their medical history. We run a series of tests on their preferences of fabric softener scents and uh, uh, clothing, the type of fabric that they like, and intensity of the mint flavor in their toothpaste. Like we run all these tests on them over the course of the day. Then we put all this information into a proprietary algorithm that includes their social media communications. And guess what happens next? We predict... Thank you for guessing. I really appreciate that. <laughs> our, our faces said a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can then project all their purchases they will need for the rest of their life and what they prefer. So your favorite toilet paper, how much you're going to need. This sounds like a nightmare. How often you're going to need it. And you know what? We can tell them how much they're going to need because we know when they're going to die. We're going to estimate that out as well. How great to know how long you have and how many of these things that you'll need. Like, it takes all the guesswork out of shopping. I, I, didn't Amazon, isn't this just Amazon.com? Like, yeah, I feel like this Jeff is already Didn't Jeff already place? do this? Like, <laughs> no, I think he, not with he the depth. He definitely knows when you're going to die, Nick. He not 100, like, Amazon. I'm pretty sure they've collected exactly our DNA. When you're okay, yeah. let me tell you what the name is, because maybe that'll change your I mind. I like it. One to death. One to death? Yep. Your last stop shop. <laughs> so <laughs> you come in. We Amazon can still fulfill everything, mm-hmm. but you don't have to order or shop ever again. And you know exactly. Maybe we don't tell you when you're going to die. That might be depressing. I mean, <laughs> I think that's fine. I, I like the tag on it. Your last stop shop. That's yeah. solid. It's okay. very like I think it's happening somewhere yeah. already under a different name. Probably. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I think All the, right. Too big brother. Yeah. So I, we're but, still on squads and ends. I just think squads and ends is cool. Okay. Like yeah. I would do it right All now. Right. Well. Hang on a second. I have one more idea. Do you know any people who are makers, crafters, and so on who have like a little side business, side hustle Nick? going on? Yeah, I that's, met this guy named Nick once. Yeah, He's got that's, a side that's hustle. everyone in today's that's economy. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> literally my friends all are of us. side hustlers. My, my so I'm a writer, technically. It's yes. like my side hustle. <laughs> as am I. Please give us money. Perfect. So, yeah, I do dabble in this realm as well. And I have to say that along with uh, my house looking like it's covered in 3D printed and other junk, Uh, The biggest issue I have is life balance, right? Like I have to work a job. I have to occasionally hang out with my children. I have to, uh, you know, get some FaceTime with humans on occasion. Uh, But then it leaves no time to cook. It leaves no time to uh, do anything else. And really it has leaves no time to work out. So that's my biggest problem (laughs) right now is I have no time to exercise. So what if... We change that. And that's, let me let me see. Okay, so we have no time to work out, but we're crafty. Mm. We like to craft things. We like to make things. Let's see if we can come up with the same idea at the same time. So I'm going to count to three, and then we're going to say our ideas. <laughs> Wait, our ideas for working out? For working out. For solving have, this problem. Yes, for uh, our maker, that creative spark that we have that we yeah. want to do on the side, plus working out. 
How do we merge those things together? All right. Okay. Yeah. One, two, three. So bicycle. <gasps> bicycle sewing machine is what I was saying. Yep. Yep. I, was just, I wanted a robot surrogate that would just do it for me. Does that work? Can we that have a robot that, oh, yeah, that, that it like is attached to your brain? Oh, I was just like... gonna like he was gonna run on a treadmill next to me while yeah. I like I like hang the workout and... surrogate. Yeah, I yeah. Think if we could do that, that'd be cool. Like it's somehow attached with electrodes so that yeah. your body thinks it's working out, like yeah, the, the muscles are stimulated. The next, the next bro that's like, Do you even lift? I'm like, just do it for me, man. Like I'll just like my yeah, robot lifts Yeah, bro. It's fine. Like, why don't you do it and I'll get credit do for you it? Get that Does anybody ask you if you lift? I didn't know. <laughs> no, they just look at me and they know better. They're like, no, you don't. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. I just, what circumstances are you putting yourself in that there's a lot of those guys around? I mean, I'm definitely not at the beach where I assume that tank top is most places. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so we would start the first maker's gym and they would have specialized machines that will allow you to work out while working on your vintage craft. Ellipticals with sewing machines, stationary bikes with an easel, dumbbells that double as metal stamps. You can work on your lats while you lathe. You can get abs as you etch. That's Maker Gym. Okay, so all this cheap space is available. We've got squads and ends. So you would come in and we would figure, we would look at your team if you have a squad already, or we would just look at you. Like it would be a little more complicated than a Cosmo quiz. We wouldn't just do that. It would have to be a lot more complicated. Yo, you need a Miranda. Yeah. Which I assume is a Your character. Your social circle on, is like, missing this city, really yeah. key important person yeah. from a television show. Yeah, so we would do a lot of that and figure out like who off of our bench you could just add to your team. And maybe I, I think the other thing that they didn't like about the squads and ends idea was I was also offering up ghosts. Like maybe you don't need a physical person, you need an ethereal person. Someone just to like, wake maybe you up. Maybe you in the just need a spiritual person to, to help guide you. Sure. Yeah. Is that a thing? <laughs> I think that's a thing. They yeah. have buildings that's interesting. for that with steeples. Oh. No, this is something separate. It's spiritual, not religious. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, spirit. It's like haunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, going back to the ghosts. Okay. Or Maker Jim or One to Death. Which do you guys want to pick? I mean, I am going to pit, I'm going to go with the maker gym just because that listening to people talk about their crafty workouts has got to be better than hearing anyone talk about CrossFit. So I'm yeah. on board. It does sound I made quite 20 pillows today while I ran two miles. Yeah. No, you, and they'd be like, bro, do you know how many pillows I made today? Like then, like I. Then there's competition that they can't hack, man. They can't handle. That's right. Yeah. Do you even pillow? I'd wear the that The crafty shirt. become the winners yeah. in the gym world. In the gym world. Yeah. But wait, what are we picking this for before I oh, get to my I reuse the space that, that Toys R Us is I know, vacating. But like, what, yeah, what's so happening I apologize. You didn't show. read the fine print of your contract to be on the show today. <laughs> uh, whatever idea you pick, you actually have to run with. You have to provide the seed money for, find financing. <laughs> Uh, That's really not a problem because we both like basically work for ourselves. So we have tons of money. I'll I'll call some angel investors for this this nonsensical business idea. I think that's great. I don't know that nonsensical is the word you should use. I love that word. It reminds me of Dr. Seuss. Hmm. (laughs) Mildly unrealistic. How's that? Yeah. Uh, Logistically complicated. I'm staying with my squad. More connection, more humans finding each so other. So what kind of tests would you do? Like, uh, so let's, oh, say really simply. let's say it's the three of us and we're going out and we're like, we need a fourth person. Yeah. Well, this is just the easiest numbered. way. And this is going to sound really gross and weird, but we would just have to smell other people because I think there's something about the chemistry and like the, the odor we give off. Right. And it tells you if you're like chemically compatible with someone. 
So I would just be like, sniff them. The like Bobby test. smells okay to me. So Bobby's like allowed to be you in know, my life. We I connect. That's a I, think high, I think that's exactly how I smell. Okay. Yeah, it smells it's, okay to me. Okay. And, but like the thing is you can't mask it with like colognes and perfume. So people would have to know not to put anything on. Like it has to be their natural smell. So, and that's how we know if they're ready for our, our We're going to rename this. Danielle's business idea is Funky Friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. There's there's something to that, there's though. I'll tell you what. There's something to that. I like it. Would there's you, a reason why some women on a first date, like five minutes in, are like, nope, I already know. Totally know. And it's like, they yeah. don't even know the person. But a little musky. Know. See, It's I, just a small thing. You don't even, you're not conscious of it. Mm-hmm. It just is happening. See, I prefer to make friends the same way every person in the 30s do, which is you meet them once. You shake hands with them and then you leave and never speak with them again. Like that's, or, or you become Facebook friends and it's like almost like being. Yeah, and friends. you're like, where did I meet yeah. this person again? And why are they surprisingly like I didn't? Where, where did I? There where, are some people I meet like 27 times. Yeah. How, yeah. <laughs> How like, am I friends oh. with this person? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it. So we've got stink stink buddies yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah, stink buds. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's I think it's good. There's something there. Yeah, mm. and so you're both picking different ones. So I like that too because that's you know. A hundred percent more chance that one of these is successful, and therefore I'm successful. Well, are you going to pick the third one? We'll just do all three. Oh no, I don't do any of these. <laughs> so these are bad business ideas. Are my babies until I give them to you? In which oh, okay. case they become your babies, and then they become our adolescents. Like I am leaving them at the door of your. Uh, You're abandoning your babies. Yeah, I see the kind of, of person that church. you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll take them in. <laughs> okay, great. That works out for <laughs> me because I'm still a majority owner then. All right, so let's play another song, and we will hear from, uh, let's see who we have. My computer just died, so I don't know. We'll just hear a song. Okay, cool. I'm sure it'll be amazing because all the songs so far have been so good. Well, that's a lot of pressure. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. The Temptations with Get Ready, and uh, you're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. Very special guests, Danielle and Bobby are here. Hello. Hey, Hi. Hi. Good morning. So we've been talking about, uh, in the context of Orlando Story Club, that's why you're here, to promote the next event on April 4th, to talk a little bit more about it, to bring people in who may not know about it or may think, oh, my gosh, this is super intimidating. I can't go to something like this. When really, even if you're not telling a story, it's about the community involved and it's about, you know, kind of uh, getting to know other people and hearing their stories and having a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. It's about learning from other people's experiences, having a good time, hearing a joke or two, maybe shedding a tear. Yeah. I mean, connection, you know, if people are feeling like they don't have something that they feel ties them to the community or they feel like they haven't met enough people or found their group, this is a great place to go yeah. and, and feel out. So hopefully more people will find out about it and come hang out. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody has a story and it's oh, uh, really everyone has a story. Yeah. So let me ask you this, uh, as uh, I think both of you are writers, more or less, or storytellers or less. on your own. I would say that's true. Yeah, true. more or less. I think I, you should always add that whenever you're describing somebody, <laughs> just in case they don't like the label you're putting on them. You're a person, more or less, correct? I, let, I, I object. <laughs> let's let's be, oh, come on, more woke than that, Nick. Let's just not, I will try. You know, I will try someday. Being. When you're writing, when you're being creative, when you're scratching that creative itch, how do you consume music? How do you find your inspiration? What do you do when you're stuck? I know it's a lot of big questions, but are you listening? Let me start with this. When you're writing, are you listening to music? Yes and no. 
Okay. I prefer actually to listen to a bunch of other people talking. So I love coffee shops for so writing. So white noise in the background. Yeah. And, and not just white. I want it to distract me. I want to be listening in to somebody else's story that's sitting next to me because it just gives my brain a break. And sometimes you find inspiration without recognizing you're in the middle of finding inspiration. So I just like having constant distraction, which I know is not most writers, yeah. but so constant distraction is what I prefer. voyeurism technique. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I mean, are you really surprised that my answer is about connecting to people? That's like my whole <laughs> thing in life. I'm like, I love people. Let's hug. So I, yeah. I love that also because you're writing like that is, you know, one of my things in terms of and doing anything creative is I'm always looking for distractions because I don't want to be doing it <laughs> because it's so subjective and I don't want to be doing wrong and I don't want to judge myself on whether or not this is good or bad or sure. awful. Yeah, it's kind of the same with me. I think my brain has to rethink the same paragraph over at least 5,000 times mm-hmm. in order for me to feel like, okay, I'm comfortable with this paragraph for today. And then I'll come and visit it again at, at another time. But a lot of my writing is technical and not creative. So it's even more difficult because it's, you know, it, it has like a right and wrong, it feels like, yeah, right? Like is, if you're writing about it, medical it, stuff. It is tough when, you know, the thing that you do for a living, you know, you're writing for clients or you're writing on these projects, but that's also the thing that you do to enrich yourself or express your yourself. Art, yeah. So you may be working on something that you have to churn out for a another person or organization. And then at the end of the day, you might not have that anything left in the tank uh, to do. To go and do write your own yeah. stuff. Yeah. But so, yeah, for, for me, I mean, whether it's a work project for if I'm doing a branding exercise for someone or if it's my own thing, like, yeah, music is hard because it's I want to be kind of in the zone and really focused on it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't need that kind of distraction. But, you know, my writing process mostly, and I don't know if this is all writers, I feel like it's most, um, my, my process is you open up a Word document and you hate yourself. Like, that's that's where I start. And, <laughs> that uh, blank screen. Yeah, that blank screen. You're yeah. like, oh, this is your, you've got nothing. You've, you're, this is all garbage. But, uh, but yeah, you just kind of got to keep working on it. You know, if I, if I hit a wall, um, I pace, I, uh, I self-doubt, I get a, a healthy dose of cortisol running through me, I'll go for a walk or something if I need to decompress or work it through. Yeah, I do. I oh. do. Like only, only during. Super impressed. Yeah, exactly. I know. You, you got to get those steps in. You know. Only yeah. at night. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> no, you, you got. You got to. You got to move. I'm trying to die later. You know. That's mostly it. So I'm trying to get my steps in. But uh. But yeah, yeah. I, I um. I just need to get out and wander around. Maybe see. Take a walk down a different street or go go put myself in a different environment. Maybe that'll spark some creativity. What are you listening to, or how do you consume music at that point? Um. I mean, I end up. I end up podcasting a lot because I like to hear, um, it's the same with, I I like reading personal accounts in books. I like, I like, I like, I like getting someone's story. Um, but so I like to hear interviews and conversations with people that I think are interesting or have done different things than me, because uh, a lot of times you'll, you'll hear how they got started or Mm -hmm. what their creative process is, or just the project they're currently working on. And it just kind of, it wakes me up to different things and different experiences. So, um, I, I do listen to music, but it's usually more kind of passively when I'm relaxed around the house and, you know, uh, like I'll, I, I'm, I'm a cocktail guy, so I'll, I'll make some creative concoction and, you know, sit and, and just enjoy it and, you know, put the stones on in the background or something like that and just kind of kick back. But yeah, in terms of creativity, I either need like an idea to, to take hold and, and, and make me run with it or, uh, or, or again, just generalized anxiety. Yeah. Uh, Danielle, University of Florida marketing degree. Yes. Well, look at you snooping, social um, media expert. Yeah, it's on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, social media. Yeah, snooper. <laughs> uh, Bobby Georgia, actually. Go, go dog, History man. degree? History, political science. I doubled yeah. in, in relatively unuseful things. Yes, it's true. Uh, I did radio, television, which have both become obsolete. So, <laughs> exactly. yeah, it was yeah. great. High fives, yeah. Uh, did you guys both, coming out of high school, did you guys both 
think, oh, I have to go to college. I'm going to go to college. Is that what uh, Oh, yeah. I didn't even consider not going, mostly because I needed to get the heck away from my mother. So I was like, oh, I need to go somewhere far away. So I lived in Las Vegas at the time, and UF was the only school I applied to. Oh, my gosh. So good thing I got in, because that would have been a little rough if I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was pretty (laughs) well expected. That's the easiest way to get away, right? I like like how Gainesville is the opposite of Las Vegas, too. (laughs) So that that worked out really well. We did call G Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my my parents were... uh, uh, my very supportive. My mom's an artist and uh, my dad was a uh, like business guy, but you know, like, uh, you know, MBAs and all that sort of thing. So it, there wasn't really a conversation. Right? It was more just, where do you want to go? And um, Georgia had just kind of unleashed a, one of those, you know, one of those uh, lottery based uh, scholarship programs. Uh, I know Florida has a similar thing. So at the time they were basically giving away the farms. I'm like, well, I will benefit on the fact that other people are bad at math and, and it helped me go to, go to Georgia and Athens is and a great And also town. be bad at math. Yeah. I mean, I didn't learn What's weird is I started as a physics major. So like, I don't know when my brain switched, but yeah, man, <laughs> physics is awesome. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, you looked at that like, oh, that's a, that's a lot of mathematics that I'm not aware of. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go make words pretty over here in the corner. And that's what I did. Instead, oh, but. I, I became a marketing major because all the classes were online and I could work instead of going to school. It was like not a good decision. It was just what I did to pay for school. Yeah. Yeah. So we all got well, the so it was a good decision in that sense. I mean, it was a it good was decision in that I school. paid for myself to go to school. Uh, which is, you know, hard to do when you're 18. Um, But I mean, (laughs) I'm not sure I learned as much as I could have. I didn't watch the class because it was online. So I just took tests basically. Yeah. So you weren't connecting with people. I know, which makes me really sad. But I worked at the sandwich place that we talked about earlier. So I got to connect to a lot of people there. Sandwiches, bringing people together. And I got really good tips, even though it wasn't like a tipping place. Like, I don't know. It was good. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I mean, it helped. What would you, if somebody came up to you, 18 years old, coming out of high school, asking for advice, is there anything you would tell them differently? Like, would you say go to, you obviously wouldn't say just do online classes. Well, no, I would say do what makes you happy. So do whatever it is that you think you don't have time to do right now, or you're worried about money. Like if it's travel, for example, that's a really common one I get from younger people. Oh, how do you travel? And you're going to have the money. Maybe one day, don't one day yourself, just do it now. That's my advice. There's always a way to make things work out. So yeah. just do it. I think the travel thing is really important. I was lucky to study abroad. Um, and, and oh, you're so fancy. I know, I know. Get that passport It's where stamp. those pants came from, right? It, it, those it fancy is. pants. I'm wearing, I'm, I, you, you notice my market pants. They're yeah. big and billowy and fluffy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think they're great. So comfy. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know. Wait, where did you study abroad? Uh, I studied in Italy for six weeks or so. Oh, so, so nice. Verona. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, right, exactly. So did you learn Romeo Italian? I, I've forgotten a whole lot of Italian. Yeah, but I took it for a while in college. And um, I found that you only, like, I, I wasn't very good at it until I was lost at two in the morning. And then I'm a surprisingly <laughs> yeah. good communicator. Yeah. A couple of glasses of vino or, or be lost in a foreign city. You're like, yeah. I'll find a way to talk to that guy. Yeah. That's well, really it turns cool. your inhibitions off, right? Like you have to at that you point. Have, yeah, that's yeah. it. You don't yeah. have to worry about like conjugation or like how to say how to say mountain. You're just like, yeah. I Fight am or lost. flight mode yeah. kicks in, yeah. yeah. The bibliotheque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not going to be useful at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, college, college good. But I mean, you know, like again, what, what is it you want to learn? What is it you want to do? Because I know a lot of people now that are, you know, focusing on, there's a lot of like skill based things out there that yeah you can you can learn that on your own. Yeah, there, I don't think college is necessary. Yeah, like, I mean, look, it's also very expensive, but there's so many resources online. Like, I kick myself expensive. all the time. Like, I do miss. I went to graduate school briefly. Didn't finish it all up because I got distracted on some other stuff, as we all do. But, um, but like, I I miss you know learning and reading interesting things and then discussing them with people. We have all those resources available. Like yeah. some of the great courses you can take online oh, yeah. for free. Yeah. 
You can take classes at Harvard for, yeah, for free. Yeah, there's Ivy League syllabi that are just kicking around. You can watch videos. You can read the books. You can find yeah. people to talk with. Like, we need to do more of that. Like, uh, you know, it's the never stop learning thing. But like, yeah, we get a little lazy over time. Like, yeah, I, I, sure. I would like to be learning more now as much as I was when I was 18. I think having some of those entry points, like even going to a talk, not in going to a story club or going to nerd night or those sorts of things, but going to those more formal talks as well. Um, really helps out as well because you might be able to talk to somebody afterwards. Sure, you and you'll meet people that might speaker, be in a field yeah. you never considered, but it's actually great for your skill set. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many possibilities. Yeah, I think that's great. I think it's interesting. So let me ask you this because my big issue is if I'm going to do one of those classes online and it's a free class, I, I'm so much more apt to just drop it. Yeah. Right? Like there's no obligation, I feel. there's no uh, There's no skin in the game for mm-hmm. me. So do you think, I know we used to talk about people declaring things on social media as that's a way to get your village (laughs) to hold you accountable to something. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I just got back on Facebook recently, so I don't know if people still still help you out with that. So you say you're going to do something... For example, I mean, the most common in my life is about travel. So if I really want to go somewhere, like right now I want to go to Antarctica, I'll start telling people I'm going because it then holds me accountable. Like I can't be a liar. I can't say I'm going to go do these things and not do them. So it gives me that extra push to make it happen and to take my own advice where it's like, just do it. You'll find a way. So you still still feel some shame in your life. Don't we all feel yeah. shame? No, I, I think Bobby and I are on the same page. Yeah, where, yeah. yeah there's zero well, yeah. look, I mean, uh, <laughs> if, if, if saying something on social media helps you, great. Or just saying it to people. Like, I, I mean, one of the hardest things to do is to it to say out loud a thing that you really want or like a dream that cheese. you have. Je- yeah, no, well, that's oh, wait, no. easy. No, I, mean, I wasn't sure if we were yeah. playing a game there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you want to make like genuine changes in your life, it's very difficult to say like, I want to be, I want to go back to school or I want to be a performer or I want to change my career. Yeah, or I and lose you just continuously pounds, say it. Or I want to drink less or whatever it is. Like, it's very hard to say like, this is a thing that's really important to me that I've wanted to do for a long time. And whether it's like a life dream that you've always wanted to do, like, yeah, people get embarrassed about that because like, well, I always wanted to, but I feel self-conscious about it or anything it is, whether it's, yeah, losing weight or, you know, making a major life change or something like that. Sometimes it does help to just say it out loud. If you've told a person, whether personally, you know, at a coffee shop or yeah, say it online to your 400 or 4,000 Facebook friends. Like, yeah, it, it's helpful. It's kind of liberating in some ways. And maybe yeah. that will yeah. help motivate you. To yeah, I, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. So post, post your dreams, folks. Oh, I like yeah. that. I like that. Post your dreams. I was hoping you guys would fight some more about it, but it no, seems I, like you're on the same we're page. We're on the same page. And also, like, that's part of Story <laughs> Club. Like, come to Story Club and tell people anything you want. Like, you can talk about your dreams, your hopes, your aspirations. Oh, we and, love everything. Yeah, Just and, come. And, and, you know, there's <laughs> some people, you know, uh, that we've met through this that were like, yeah, that was really therapeutic for me. Like, that's a thing that yeah. I've always had or I've held and I didn't want to share it. And, like, some people cry or whatever else. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like a cathartic thing sometimes. Yeah. Some but, of yeah, the say stories. it out loud. Like, it's it's amazingly, you know, like, you know, I, I if you... Whatever it is that you want to do, like say it out loud, say it to a person. Like people will be surprised. You'll be surprised at how supportive people will be. Yeah. When you're vulnerable, people want to support you. Yay. What's a class looking back at it you wish you would have taken? Or maybe one you would like to take now. Like let's say, have you either of you guys done any of the improv classes at SAC, for example? Oh, I would love to. I would love to do those. Yeah, I... I'm, 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 I'm nervous about 
improv because you do have to be in the moment. I, I um yeah, but so what? It's like if I it's know. a class, you can totally suck. Well, that's the whole point, right? Like what we're doing. Yeah, all we is do improv. is improv. He does have his cute little notes in a book, and it's really adorable. Oh, and I never right have here. notes. Uh, I'm a horrible. For all of our audio listeners, it's bright green today. Yeah, I write down everything. Yeah, he's uh, always got a pen and a notepad, and it's it's one of my favorite things about Bobby. That'll make a great T-shirt. That sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, like little sayings or things he wants to. Or it's like, oh, here's a starter. Here's a here's a draft tweet that I never get back to or something like that. Like, <laughs> this is an idea for a bit. Maybe I'll, I'll talk about this on stage and I just never get around No, to but it. it works well for Orlando Story Club because I'm the opposite. Like, I don't plan anything and I'll go out and sometimes forget what we're doing. I'm like, why are we on stage? Why yeah. do we have microphones? And Bobby will like have, he'll like have a line when we walk out. He's yeah. ready to say. I'm just so it's perfect because yeah. I'm like, oh good, Bobby. Bobby's got it. I've got some <laughs> dumb joke. It may not, it may not be good. It may not land, but it's definitely a dumb joke. Yeah, I've got well, some. Well, I like how you, loves it, dumb jokes. He's like dad joke king over here. Yeah. Well, now we know that you need to do that in order to center and relocate Danielle to where you are. Yeah, because sometimes I'm like staring off at butterflies and I'm just like, hey, does, yeah. do you guys want a hug? We're, we're, we're a classic comedy duo. For <laughs> sure. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like her, she's got some sort of post-hypnotic suggestion. She can't go on until she hears... One of yeah, I'm I'm just filling time. But like, again, like I, I'm doing this. It's mostly for me. I'm hoping everyone else enjoys it too. These jokes are for my benefit. I'm just hoping sure. everyone else doesn't walk out in the middle of it. Nice. Yeah, so far, so, so far, far so good. All right. So far, so good. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we play another song and then we'll do a pop quiz and then we're uh, pop quiz. Guess what? We're almost done. No. Yeah, I know. I feel are like it guys... went by so fast. We could just hang out all day with you, Nick. I'm a joy to talk to. I think it's the facial expressions you give off. You're just so full of life and energy and mm-hmm. happiness. And beard. And beard. I'm so full of beard. <laughs> so full of beard. <laughs> Listen, I'm Greek uh, from the islands, you can't so help close it. to uh, Turkey. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're hairy, dark people. You're like, oh, it's not a five o'clock shadow. It's a five o'clock beard. It's just, it's back. It is yeah, no, it is. I've had it since I was 14. Yeah, you shaved yeah. this morning. Yeah, 14. Yeah. yeah. Speaking, we should go to Greece. Let's plan a trip. No. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. No, like, see, no I like I, my basement. Yeah. I, see, I know Greek people, and I'm like, eh, I'm good. Let's go somewhere the else. food is so good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good food in different places. <laughs> and I, I mean, I know there. you just went to Iceland, and probably the food wasn't all that great there, but. Well, I wouldn't know, because I was too poor to afford any of it. <laughs> right. so I ate beef jerky and my candy. <laughs> I mean, all I'm thinking of, I know there's some very nice restaurants there. Probably there are, expensive. for sure. Especially but, in Reykjavik. It's like super trendy lots of good places i also think a lot of it is like rotten fish well i think it used to be and in some of the Mm -hmm. like like in the west fjords where there's hardly anyone living and it's always covered in snow and ice then yeah they've got to eat some fermented food but fjord i just love the fjord it's such a great word it's a great Uh, word yeah it's not so great when you're driving for over 24 hours and haven't seen another living soul and you really have to (laughs) use the bathroom but you can't find a toilet yeah those those parts are not so great i might sub that in as obscenities i'm like i'm gonna stub my toe fjord we really that. like that. We should do yeah, that for Story Club. <laughs> Make yeah. it a little more friendly little for the more, youngins. Yeah, a little more. Uh, Welcome yeah. to Fjordan Story Club. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually sounds uh, like a different place. Uh, Elvis Costello. Let's hear some Elvis Costello with Clubland. Or Clubland? Clubland. Oh, no, you just went to Iceland, so. I would say Clubland. 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 On WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Elvis Costello on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree with Clubland. Clubland. <laughs> that works Clubland. So well. uh, Danielle Ziss, Bobby Wesley are here from Orlando Story Club and from the world. I mean, you're part of the world as well. We're, we're not just one thing, but yeah. 
a, a culmination of many things. I, Stardust. Like a parfait or an onion. Layers. Oh, I don't want to be an onion. That sounds gross. Yeah. Okay, parfait then. Parfait it is. Par- or you won't, you're not going to be a sandwich. Yeah. I'm not gonna you're not going to be a dagwood. Parfaits yeah. are usually not gluten-free either. Oh, goodness. It's so difficult this I know. One. All right. <laughs> Just going to school you uh, on gluten. Uh, a Nanamo bar from Market on South. How's that? Mm, gluten-free. Is it? Delightful. Yeah, but it's made in an area that's not gluten-free, which means there's flour contamination. Sorry, this is the struggle of the horrible it. life of a Danielle. Yeah. Okay. You're a pile of CDs. Yes. <laughs> gluten-free. I'll totally take it. Musical. Shiny. Yeah, very, shiny. very shiny. Very, very shiny. shiny. Uh, <laughs> very <Orlando's>, round. It's <laughs> very fitting. Musical. Orlando Story Club, April 4th. April 4th at the Abbey. At the Abbey. So you can get tickets beforehand or you can just show up. Just show and up. Come participate either by being a uh, uh, guest in the audience and listening to the stories Throw your name into the hat to try to be one of the performers that night or one yeah. of the storytellers that night. Or just tell a one-line, one-sentence story. Yeah, write a one-liner. Yeah. We'll yeah. read it on stage for you. Yeah, completely anonymous. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so far, you guys are still competing for uh, dun, the title dun. of my favorite person on the show today. I assume I'm losing. Do you I have just... a list of the favorite people from shows past? Uh, no, no. Is there a sash like or something? I, I feel like, like there really should at least be a Hall of Fame. I mean, come on. This is the world of social media. Well, we see, should have our photo taken and put up. very rare that I have two guests at the same time. So usually the person, there's one winner. There's one winner. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, if, I know, if I know this is like a real competition, then I'm usually, pr- I get pretty competitive. Well, about you should have brought a gift. I should have brought a gift. Yeah, you did bring a pillow. <laughs> yeah, I did need a pillow. So, uh, well, let's go through this. Let's do a quiz mm-hmm. right now, and then we'll talk a little bit more about where to find more information out a about quiz. the Orlando Story Club, which I think is what the name is. <laughs> Just the second should... word of everything you say will be accented. Story Club. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like public radio. You've got to. You've got to have a lot of inflection in your voice. Oh, okay. Okay. I like it. Okay, so let's start. This is a pop quiz. This is a current event. Pop culture. Toys R Us. Which one? Toys R Us or KB Toys? Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Interesting. Good. Uh, Okay, this is a question uh, that falls into the wait when category. Like all Pixar movies, or many Pixar movies, Ratatouille was nominated and won an Academy Award. For animated movie of the year. How long ago was that? 2004? Yeah, I was going to say like 15 years ago, probably. Give me a year. 2003. 2003. Yeah, that was 10 years ago. Hmm. Yeah, right. but I, I, time is difficult. Like, you could still tell me, like, <laughs> I, I'm still convinced 1998 was 10 years ago. So, yeah, it does get a yeah, little confusing. I, I, a little... I think when you don't have children, especially, because it doesn't okay. seem like our life has moved on that much. <laughs> but it has. What are you? What are you? My mother? <laughs> yeah, like, I uh, still so feel life, like I'm twenty something, so but I'm thirty seven. Your life has not moved on. You're right. So wait, when you don't have children, your life just freezes. And no, you're but I do think it's a different. It's just a different way of viewing time and life, right? Like when I'm out traveling, I forget my age constantly, and people are like, "Oh, what are you like? Twenty eight? And I'm like. No, I'm 37. Oh, I just thought it was like how, how the can Because like, I, I understand that people are like either just had or are having spring break now. And I was unaware that it's spring. So like that's the difference, <laughs> I think. All right. So let's. I don't okay, know. So I let's, still live like a college kid. Instead of a time-based question, let's do this. What was the theme of that movie? It's about a rat that makes ratatouille. He's okay. a chef. I, I think it's about not judging a book by its cover and letting people <laughs> excel in the things that they believe in themselves and they have that ability. 
also uh, <laughs> a kitchen that would not have passed health codes. But yeah, yeah. it's all yeah. about food. Okay. I don't know. That's all I got. Food, food, so food. <laughs> the right answer was actually it was uh, the theme was to normalize rat and human interspecies friendships. <laughs> Helping us lose our fear of the rodents and eventually helping them in their takeover. I see. I had pet rats as a kid, so I was already there. So was Pizza Rat a a, a sequel to Ratatouille? That is correct. Okay, so that was a Pixar joint. Pizza Rat. (laughs) Uh, The equinox is tomorrow. So that's the time of the year where the center of the sun passes directly over the equator in the morning and the evening. So it's going to rise due east and it's going to set Due west happens twice a year. There's a fall and a spring. It's also a, a rad uh, Chevy midsize crossover it vehicle. It is a wonderful, it's fantastic a gas. Uh, uh, not guzzling. What's mm-hmm. the opposite of guzzling? I don't know. Saving. Yeah. 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 Oh wait, no, it's not that. Uh, <laughs> so it uses up a lot of gas. It's also John and Yoko. Uh, their wedding anniversary. Um, I, so that's tomorrow. I prefer to. Um, I celebrate privately. So is that coincidence? Is that why your son's wearing a Beetle shirt? He always wears a Beetle shirt. Oh, he's so cute. Um, it's, so it's, it's the definitely. Equinox tomorrow. It's, yes. And it's also John and Yoko's anniversary. That's, is that a coincidence? That is definitely intentional. Okay. Well, the date changes, right? Or no? It does not. Oh. Does the date of their anniversary change? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you understand how anniversary. Uh, the date of the equinox yeah, I, doesn't change. I'd like birthdays to be flexible. I'd like. I'd like. To, I think I'd be a better spring. <laughs> well, birthdays than are flexible because you should celebrate the whole month oh, as geez. I am doing right now. Oh, March. No gluten birthday month. month. <laughs> Swipe left, guys. Bobby's Swipe acting left. like he impossible. doesn't like me, but he loves me. I so. I, I admire you very much, but <laughs> birthday months are too much. No, birthday <laughs> months. That's what everybody should do. They should be proud of of being alive and happy. 2018, Sorry. it's my birthday year. I'd like to, uh, we're, <laughs> right. everybody I mean, it's not like I'm having a party every day. I'm is just it, allowing myself to eat candy birthday? every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shop at uh, the, mylaststop.com or whatever. Yeah, yeah the bad one business. to death. One to death, thank one you. One to death. <laughs> uh, we caught our first look of Ben Affleck's massive back tattoo this weekend. It's actually real. Mm. Yeah, online. I mean, I Was that like a debated thing? Oh, it was. Who cares yeah. if he has a tattoo? Yeah, so it, what is the tattoo? I'm what? assuming it's like giant bat wings because he's trying <laughs> to convince us that he's actually Batman and we're ever, ever going to accept that. So I have, this is a multiple choice. Okay. Oh. So I still think I'm I right. was going to say a giant dragon if I had to just guess. A, Matt Damon. B. <laughs> it's my back tattoo. I love Matt Damon. B, a phoenix. Or C, a phoenix, but... Is a terrible mistake. Oh, definitely to <laughs> see. I mean, I said dragon, but a phoenix works as well. No, Batman versus Superman was a terrible mistake. I, like, lots of people have bad tattoos. I'm sure that's just one of them. And I'm they're going usually with, on the back. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I'm going with Phoenix, but it's a terrible mistake. Yeah, I think that's yeah that is the correct was Clearly, answer. that was the only option. It is giant, and it looks more like a demented peacock. Well, but does he like it? Because who cares if anybody else likes it? No, or, well, wait, he hit it isn't he married years. to someone? If if the person he's married to likes it, then, then it's yeah. fine, because yeah, that's how the person looking at it. it? Uh, Matt Damon loves it. Okay, good. That's yeah. why he's Matt Damon signed off on it. He held his hand while he was getting it. Thank goodness. Yeah. Okay. As he will for just about anybody. I don't know if you know this. If he's a hand request, holder? Yeah, if you request Matt Damon to come while you're getting a tattoo, he will hold your hand. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it but now uh, they're going to star in Goodwill Hunting for Tattoo Removal. Uh, that's, Speaking going of to tattoos, do any of us have any? Are we three tattoo-less? No, I have tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Bobby, I, I, have Bobby ta- and, I have no no tattoos. Bobby and I, are, are our skin has been saved from the needle. I just keep thinking okay. of good tattoo ideas and never following through with it. Oh, I, it's a metaphor I get bored life. way too easily. There's no way I could tattoo something and yeah. like it in five years. I don't like, I feel like oh, a unicorn. Just get it on your back then. No, I can't do yeah, it. So nope. you can't see it. No, there's mirrors. All right. March 24th. 
1874, mm. which is the anniversary is obviously this week. I think that's uh, Friday. Saturday. Friday or Saturday. Mm. Eric Weiss, a.k.a. Harry Houdini, very mm. famous magician and escape artist, was born in Budapest. Budapest. He passed away in 1926. If he were alive today, what would be his best trick? Oh. Is it A, finding good movies on Netflix? B, disengaging himself from Facebook? Or C, what do you mean if he were alive? <laughs> I think the correct answer yeah, is C. D, Definitely uh, C. disappearing Trump administration. Officials. No, I think he would be like a master at stealing people's social media. Like he would just suddenly like make <laughs> your social media disappear momentarily so that people would have major freakouts and then yeah. he'd bring it back and be like, I think you're just describing identity theft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like he would just make it disappear. Yeah. It wouldn't be in someone else's control. It would just be gone and you'd have a crisis and then he'd be just at a random time, bring it back. Yeah, I think that's Crisis fair. averted. Like what Nick did to on To teach Facebook. you that, he like, stop being crazy yeah. over social media. I was media. gone. I was gone. All right, last question. Uh, this is for Arlo the Marbles. All the points up to this point don't even count. It's the, the right answer oh, is somewhere geez. in this. I, I, yeah, I, I like it seemed like that. that kind of game. Orlando's in the running for Apple's fourth major campus. What part of town should they consider putting it in? I mean, like. No, no, no. I, think about it. This is your answer. What do you, Orlando campus, Bobby, Wesley, where should they put it? Well, I mean, I, I feel like, like, like the, the real answer is like, Lake Nona's going to probably put a pretty good pitch together. Um, I think like. Where should they put it? In your opinion. In my living room. This is the room, Bobby, like Wesley would, decision. If, if they're willing to offset my You're rent. You're going to put 20,000 like, people in your living room. Yeah, it'll be cozy, okay. but yeah. I'll make sandwiches for everybody and we'll have a good time. I like that answer. Danielle, you have to <laughs> beat that. Sandwiches for everybody. You know, people working at Apple, there's oh, I'm definitely some gluten free people killing. there. I'm going to make a killing. 20,000 sandwiches a day. I'm going to, I'm hiring everyone. I'm hiring sandwich makers. Call me. Yeah, actually, I think like Nona's a good idea. So my answer is kind of boring, but I'd like it to be far away that it's not like interrupting my daily life. I don't want traffic to be any worse on my side of town. So stay away from downtown Winter Park area. Or stay in that case, stay away from you're going to want to stay away from like my living room because that's where we're putting 20,000. That's where right. you're putting everybody. So let's, but you're downtown in a tiny condo. So it's, it's a, there are two bedrooms. So, so. 10,000 per bedroom. It's fine. We'll make yeah. it work. Yeah, but I that's like right it. next to the Abbey and that's going to disrupt Story Club. So oh, you did think not think of all this the Storytellers. Stand your no, but, I mean, storytellers can come from anywhere. Plus, they'll be living everywhere, right? So no matter what, traffic's going to suck. Anyway, Agreed. I'll leave it with Lake Nona. Okay, so while I'm thinking about who won that round, uh, I'm just going to sing a quick song because we You're don't know if they're coming sing? here. Yeah. Oh, I so love I that. So I wrote a jingle to try to get Orlando. I know Apple listens. Mm -hmm. They're a big listener They're definitely the listening right now. Uh, so to the uh, song, uh, basically I wrote these around Sister Christian. Orlando campus, oh, the time has come. And Apple knows that we're the only one <laughs> to say tax breaks. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. So, Apple, call me. Yes. <laughs> they can sponsor Story Club. I'm down. That's right. All right. And I got to say, Bobby, with the offer to uh, let everybody stay at your place, you're the you're the obvious winner. Ding, 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 ding. Arms yeah. in the air in yeah. championship <laughs> in the pose. sandwiches. Uh, you tied it back to the sandwiches. Yes. Lake Nona. It's always all about the bread. Callbacks <laughs> for the win. Very nice. Uh, all right. Orlando Story Club. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, just April 4th is the next show. We've got a Facebook page. Please go like it, follow it. Yep. You can send us messages. If you have questions, we'll respond. We will be hanging out at Fringe on the outside stage at some point during Fringe Festival. So in May, we'll have a curated show of storytellers mm -hmm. if you want to come see that for free. 
Oh, so you're going to be picking the storytellers to come to that? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to be a little, you know, we have limited time, so we're just going to kind of invite some 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 old friends and some new friends and, and just have a real real fun show to kind of showcase exactly what it is that we do at Orlando Story Club. Yeah. But it's kind of fun to hang out with the Fringers, too. It's That's a fantastic event and community as well. Oh, yeah. Super rad thing going on in Orlando. So check that out in May. And then our next show after that will be July 18th. So we have some shows coming up, but all of our events are already posted on Facebook, so you can check them out there. That's right. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Have you had a chance to tell your friends and family about this podcast yet? Now would be a good time. Here are some adjectives you can use so you can craft the perfect post. Lyrical, effervescent, Kafka-esque, frighteningly real, a tour de force, like your favorite dessert but better, velvety, sasquatchy. It will make you forget that Toys R Us closed. Surprisingly pungent for a podcast, the ninja throwing star of college radio, Petunia, clamshell, Corinthian leather. <laughs>